Arizona's Desert Diaries. Hello, Arizona calling. And you know, as I walked the dogs this week at about 10 o'clock at night wearing tracky bottoms and a T-shirt, I thought, what a glorious time of year it is to live in Phoenix. The days are still really sunny and plenty warm, as they would say around these parts. But the nights are cooler, cool enough that you can actually open a window and let some air in to circulate around your house. But not so cool that you have to wear anything heavier than a T-shirt to go out hiking at night. I remember when I first moved here asking a delivery man in the boiling heat of August, when do things start to cool down? And he said, well... You know Halloween. (laughs) And he was right. The last of the summer heat is certainly waning. And apart from, you know, the tarantula migration, it's pretty perfect around here. Halloween is, of course, just a few days away. And I have not as yet embraced this holiday tradition, as they call it here, in the way that most Americans seem to do. So many of the houses on my nightly dog walk have gone all out. Huge 20-foot animatronic werewolves, massive inflatable demon cats with movable heads, motion-censored screaming banshees that, you know, can be a bit disconcerting (laughs) when you're walking past on your own at night. And so many massive spiders climbing up the sides of houses, many of them, though, actually smaller than the spiders that are available in real life. We've got... Nothing in our front garden. Nothing. I feel really quite out of place. The level to which so many Americans really embrace Halloween is also reflected in the clothes that they wear. Available in pretty much every clothing shop and supermarket from around August are Halloween-themed T-shirts and accessories, which people wear everywhere. I've been in business meetings where people have worn unicorn headdresses and T-shirts that say things like Boo! or Happy Halloween! or Seriously Spooky! and such taglines as Witches be sippin' with a picture of a cocktail glass or don't make me flip my witch switch or, you know, you get the gist. There are so many. I don't think I'd ever seen anyone wear a Halloween t-shirt until I moved here, let alone someone carrying a handbag in the shape of a book with spells written across the front or a handbag in the shape of a carved pumpkin. Halloween really is on a whole other level here. We visited the Spirit of Halloween shop in the week to get the small one, the creepy clown costume that she was after. The teenagers dressing up as one of Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band because, well, the Beatles. But I was amazed at how packed this aircraft hangar size shop was with people hurriedly buying 15 foot high polystyrene gravestones saying things like rest in pieces to put outside their front door. Genuinely, so much love for Halloween. At the weekend, we got into the spirit, (laughs) ha ha, see what I did there, and visited a Halloween festival at a place called Schneff Farm in nearby Queen Creek. Now, Schneff Farm is a huge, I mean, hundreds of acres, huge, well, farm, which grows various crops throughout the year, which you can go and do a pick-your-own-styly day out. It also stages concerts. I saw that Kevin Costner is appearing with his band soon. Yes, that Kevin Costner. Who knew? Maybe you, but not me. And a couple of times a year, Schneff Farm has a massive themed event. And we went along to the pumpkin and chilli party. Now, 
You could indeed go and pick your own pumpkins and get a generous serving of chilli, meat or veggie with cornbread, which still confuses me a little bit. Cornbread. And a whole host of hay rides and fairground rides and corn mazes, pig races. (laughs) Yes, pig races. Petting zoos, food trucks and just loads more stuff to enjoy. It was a celebration of all things autumn and Halloween. It was great. It runs for several weeks every year and Thousands of people attend. It is a big event in the Phoenix calendar for sure. So incidents of note at said festival for our family. Number one, the corn maze. Now, I've never experienced a corn maze before. I think I've probably done the hedge maze at Hampton Court, which is, of course, very manicured and neat. And maybe I've done a maze of mirrors at a fairground sometime, somewhere. But a corn maze? Well, it is a whole other experience. It's daft to say... (laughs) but corn's really tall. It's also very dense and very easy to get lost in. Isn't this how most horror movies start? (laughs) My friend Will said as we merrily bounded into the corn, three adults, two children. Ha 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 ha, I said until suddenly there was just one adult, me, and no children. And, you know, 10 acres is quite a lot of corn to be meandering around in on your own. As the sun goes down. Ah. I did make it out after some time. And then another quite long period of time was taken to extract two children who were delighting in the fact that we hadn't known where they were for longer than felt comfortable. At one point, I remember shouting really loudly, Where are you? And a little voice came back, In the corn! (laughs) Very helpful. The second thing of note was a new culinary experience, a funnel cake. That's funnel cake. Americans listening are no doubt nodding. American dentists listening are rubbing their hands together for the holiday homes those funnel cake-induced cavities have no doubt afforded them. Brits, you're probably thinking, was there now? So first thing to note, funnel cakes don't look like funnels. Imagine a plate full of donut worms and you're kind of getting there because funnel cakes are essentially long wiggly strings of donut batter poured through a funnel now you get it into boiling oil to create these long donuty worms that then all sort of bundle together they're then piled on a plate you top it with cream and chocolate sauce and maybe a bit of strawberry to try and distract you from the fact you're about to eat a full-on diabetic nightmare it is bloody delicious oh thank you funnel cake Funnel cakes were actually brought to the US by Dutch immigrants who arrived in Pennsylvania in the 1870s. They brought with them a traditional dish called Drechte Kutsche. You see, and they quickly renamed it to funnel cake because, as you've heard, most non-Dutch people had a pronunciation as appalling as mine. Drechte Kutsche? I'm sorry. I fib when I say that funnel cake was my only culinary adventure at the pumpkin and chilli party, as I also sampled succotash for the very first time. Now, I'd heard of succotash (laughs) only because of the Looney Tunes character Sylvester the Cat. (laughs) Do you remember? He'd always go, suffering succotash. And also, I remember it from the early 90s dance classic Groovers in the Heart from D-Light. I apologise, but I'm about to sing. You know the bit where it goes, Your groove, I do deeply dig, no walls, only the bridge. My supper dish, my succotash wish. 
I sang that on many nights in clubs when I was young and lithe and could sing in clubs all night. But it was one of those things that I never actually questioned what it meant. I was to find out. In a field in Queen Creek. Succotash is a dish of sweet corn and beans and other veggies all stirred up in a pot and traditionally served actually at Thanksgiving. In fact, it is supposed to have been served at the very first Thanksgiving dinner. Now, the name Succotash comes from... Sokatahash, which means broken up corn kernels in the Narragansett language of native people from Rhode Island on the east coast of the USA. So there you go. It was also absolutely lovely. I recommend it. And just a little bit healthier than funnel cake. The third thing to note from the Halloween festival was a walk through the haunted bus. (laughs) Don't scream or they'll find you said the terrifying zombie host of the ride as she ushered us through the curtain into the pitch black interior. And they can smell your fear. (laughs) She kind of screeched and cackled as she walked away. The next five minutes consisted of two small children gripping my hands so tightly they nearly cut off my circulation. It's okay. It's all right. It's just a fairground ride, I said to the two clinging 10-year-olds as I pushed my way through spiders' webs as banshees leapt out of the shadows to scream at us. It's all right. It's all right. It's nearly over, I kept saying as I edged my way towards the door. Look, I can see sunlight now. It's okay. I'm taking you to hell, said one last zombie, appearing from behind a curtain just as we made it to the exit. The ten-year-old and the teenager ran away screaming just as the zombie stopped, looked me straight in the eye and said, Oh, I love your accent. (laughs) Who knew? Hell is full of Anglophiles. I'll see you in the desert. (laughs) 